Hello everyone, Cecil Martin here. Hey, this is Hunter Henry. What's up, man? This is Max Crosby, part of Raider Nation. Hey, this is Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Hey, it's Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, this is Jerry Judah, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, and you're listening to the 14-yard NFL podcast. Hello, here we are. It's time to preview week two of the 2023 NFL season. I, once again, I'm your host, Sam Moores, and this is the Full 10 Yards NFL Podcast. Join me to break down each of the games you can watch on Sky Sports this week and pick what to look out for in the rest of the slate is a new guest, actually, someone I know very well. He's an NFL content creator for Decipher and host of not only the Across the Podcast, but also the Fins Nation UK podcast. It's Andy Davis, joining us already from Phoenix. How are you doing, Andy? Very good, mate. Very good. How are you? How was the event last week? Oh, it was really good. It was really good to see everyone and everything, yeah. Uh, it was really good watching the Dolphins game as well, because um, uh, all the other games are finished by then, so everyone was just crowded around the TV watching the Dolphins-Chargers game, and yeah, um, it was good, because some, some, some of the stuff people were saying about, about tearing the Dolphins before, and then me just looking at everyone, going around and saying, oh, hello, do you see, do you see that throw? Did you see that throw? Um, there was a lot of back and forth all, 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 uh, all night, and yeah, it's a good end to it, a really good end to it. Um, Amazing, yeah. But yeah, no, thank you for coming on, mate. As, as I said, we know each, quite, know each other quite well. We've been on the multiple podcasts together over the years. It's, it's nice to have you on this new one. Pleasure to be on, mate. It's um, it's great seeing you doing this podcast, you know, and seeing it grow and all that, and um, great to be a part of it for the first time. Awesome. Uh, but before we get into previewing Sunday's games, there's only one place to start, and that's recapping Thursday Night Football. Last night saw the Eagles and DeAndre Swift run over the Minnesota Vikings to claim their second straight Week 2 primetime victory over Kirk Cousins and Co. because they won a Monday Night Football last week, uh, last year in Week 2. Uh, fully controlled the time of possession with 40 minutes, but left plenty of points on the board, keeping the game competitive throughout. 75 offensive plays and 48 of them being rushing attempts too is mental for the Eagles, but a few costly turnovers will have Minnesota thinking what could have been, with Brandon Powell's impressive punt return to inside the 30, uh, being undone of a fumble on top of a Justin Jefferson fumble over the end zone that turned into a, into a touchback from a touchdown. Um, Brian Flores' multiple defence was causing Philly problems early on with Hurts being sat a couple of times and throwing into double coverage for an interception at the end of the first quarter. And the first quarter was mental, really. It was filled with turnovers, just back and forth, <laughs> really. Um, and it settled down with Minnesota uh, taking the lead from uh, with Cousins throwing to TJ Hawkinson for his first of two touchdowns, wrestling his way into the end zone. Uh, but it, for me, it was it was just mad to see that at half time, right? Two minute warning going into the first, going into half time, over twenty minutes of the ball Philadelphia had, but they only led by three points, which was mental enough. Kirk Cousins then led the Vikings to, to look what looked like a thirty-one yard touchdown to Justin Jefferson, um, because he, but it was ruled a touchback because he fumbled the ball over the pylon. I just wanted to get your your thoughts on that, Andy, first because that was a that was a what ultimately what cost the the Vikings the game really to be honest because it came down to the wire. Yeah, I think this rule should be looked at, I think, more because we've had it a few times in the past where this has happened. I don't think it's particularly fair on an offence to have that touchback rule. Uh, I do feel that there's you know, other ways you can go about it, whether, I don't know, whether you go to one yard line or I don't know how they can resolve it, but it just seems to be a bit unfair to have that go that far down the field and be punished by just a few yards being over the line. I, I do feel sorry for the Vikings matters, but at the same time, that's the rules. It's been that for years, so players should know it by now. It's not as if it's a new rule they've put in. So these are the rules. Um, 
but yeah, no, I thought it was unfair because yeah, the Vikings did so well to yeah restrict the Eagles to three points, and then they really should have been rewarded the other end of the field with what should have been a touchdown, but sadly not to be. Yeah, Philadelphia then took advantage of the turnover and got into field goal range with Jake Elliott making a 61-yarder to put the Eagles 13-17 up at half-time. And before you know it, the Eagles had a three-score lead within a few minutes of the third quarter starting. Um, uh, Devontae Smith uh, having a lot of massive touchdown um, from Jalen Hurts and, and Kirk Cousins having a fumble there as well. Uh, but the Vikings didn't give up and they find themselves back in the game towards the end of it after touchdowns from KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Allison all in the second half. Um a tie of Minnesota defense held the Eagles to just seven more points the rest of the game, uh, which came the game ultimately came down to the very last play. It was a Cousins Hail Mary pass, um, but it, it was just the the Vikings turnovers in the first quarter costing the game ultimately. And it's a weird game like this because I think the Eagles looked a lot better than they did against the Patriots. Obviously, they're two and zero now. That, um, but I came away from this one sort of feeling more encouraged by the Vikings than I was the Eagles. I don't I don't know about you, but that's how I came away from this. Yeah, I agree. And this is why, you know, in one of my TikToks I did this week, I had the Vikings beating Eagles as my shot prediction of the week. Um, you know, I felt like the Eagles, I don't think they looked particularly great against the Patriots. I thought there was some question marks there. And, you know, Vikings, I thought whilst they lost, they really shouldn't have lost that game. And, you know, this goes down to, you know, that last season they, they, they won a lot of one-score games. And I sadly could see them losing a lot of one-score games this time around. And, you know, I thought... The Vikings, I thought Vikings, I think they're on offense, they looked pretty good. I mean, they, was, they managed to still put up 28 points. But once again, like everyone feared at the start of the year, it's that defense I let them down. You know, they started well, as you say, with the Jaden Hurts sack and, you know, causing uh, the turnover and, and all of those things. But in the end, they still put up, again, they, they, let, they let up 34 points still. So, yeah, still a lot of work to be done uh, with the Vikings. But at the same time, I think, you know, they are 0-2 now, but... There's still, you know, 16 weeks left of the season and there's no need for anyone to, to panic because, you know, that division is still up for grabs because the Lions, although they won, it's just one game. And I think that the Bears lost, the Packers looked good, but again, it's just one game. So I think whilst they may be 0-2 and the Packers may be 2-0, you know, kind of the end of week two, I still think that come week 17-18, they can at least put a run together and still, you know, win this division. For sure. I mean, Kirk Cousins did excellent last night, even, even without... Without a win, he had you know, over 350 yards, four touchdowns. He's on pace for over 6,000 yards this year. It's a big year for Kirk as well because he's a free agent. As Whether he signs back with Minnesota or if he goes to somewhere like uh, the Niners or the Rams, as Tokiki can get traded to the Jets in the next few weeks, which, which I mean, he knows the offense. It makes sense. Um, but anyway, it's a, a good, good game for Kirk Cousins as well because there's always been the sort of myth that he can't win on prime time well he did everything he could possibly do to win on prime time the eagles were just really good last night um and the vikings ultimately they, they lost the, they lost the game the game themselves um with, with rules and rules aside there was the fumble kit return that the eagles, eagles ended up scoring off and everything um like that and um but I mean, for, going back to philly a second as well i think jalen hurts hasn't looked as great, good as he did last year in either game the the throw the interception uh, yesterday was awful. It was into double coverage. It was uh, it was a third down as well. Always look a lot, a lot of quarterbacks throw throw interceptions on third down, and I'm just like, what are they doing? You know, it's like because a lot of the time, it, it's like Josh Allen uh, the other day. He threw I think two of his three, might even be all three of his interceptions against the Jets. All I think they were, all three of them were on third down, which is just 
that's the critical dance when you need to push your team forward and Hurts didn't exactly do that. Um, he also had an argument with, the, with AJ Brown on the sideline. Um, after that, the Eagles stopped running the ball, um, which I thought was interesting and their offense slowed down. Um, but running the ball, they looked great because DeAndre Swift, he touched the ball about 30 times. He went for 160 yards or so and a couple of TDs. I probably should have been two TDs, but they went for the the, um, the QB sneak that they they probably going to over... Uh, probably going to change to Jalen Hurts, but... Yeah, I think for Philly, this, and the defence played well as well, ultimately, um, getting to Kirk Cousins. But for, just not, it's not, they, they've got two new coordinators and they just don't look fresh. They don't look, they don't look like they're, they're still they're trying to get to the grips of the, the both new schemes. And they just don't look like they did last year when, as the Niners, they started off with a bang this year. This year. Yeah, and I think that should be concerns last, uh, sorry, going into this season when they did lose you know, Shane Steichen and, and Jonathan Gallen, I think that no matter how good a team is, if you lose both the coordinators, that is a big blow to your roster. So I think with, with that, I think it's definitely teasing problems. I think that they just it's just about getting used to a new system. And I think that they're still winning games, which is the most important thing. I mean, there's plenty of teams that can, you know, like the Vikings have put up 28 points and still lost. The Chargers put up 34 points and lost. I think at the end of the day, especially the first few weeks of the season where it is almost like, to glorify pre-season games, um, it's all about getting wins. I think then, as we saw the Patriots and the dynasty, as we saw the Chiefs a few, last year and a few years before that, as long as you end well, I think it's way more important than if you start well. Oh, for sure. And obviously being 2-0 and as well is, is great for them. It's just a, the two very, very um, lucky wins, I'd say. Uh, moving on to Sunday then, we'll start with the uh, the main game in the 6pm window. We've got the the Chiefs going into Jacksonville. The Chiefs are three and a half point favourites. And we get Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes in week two, which is a great game. Lovely stuff from the schedule makers, especially of Kansas City coming off a loss as well. Um, the shot Thursday night lost Ralph Kelsey and Chris Jones. It looks like they could have both back though um, on Sunday with Kelsey back in practice. Jones has ended his holdout as well. We signed a restructured one year deal. With up to eight, with eighteen point four million guaranteed, and you can earn up to twenty five million in incentives. Um, Kelsey was limited in practice this week; he's questionable. Um, he's also been in the news for being rumored to be dating Taylor Swift. They asked Jason Kelsey last night about that on Amazon, which I thought was interesting. He didn't deny it either, so that that's certainly a storyline going into Sunday. But um, the offense they struggled against the Lions, especially the receivers. Tons of drops, drops from Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. I had Sky Moore starting in my fantasy league, so he he uh, he didn't do me well. But luckily, the Cowboys defense saved me, and I still won that match up somehow um but yeah no it's just obviously having Kelsey back would be would be huge for this game because otherwise it would be a very interesting very close game I think and the Chiefs can't start 0-2 that 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 would be that'd be a shock wouldn't it yeah it would and that's why I, I just think that you can't write the Chiefs off even if they lose that first game I think that there's a lot of people who think the Jackson Jaguars might beat the Chiefs um but I think going up against the Chiefs teams that lost it's way more scary to me than the Chiefs teams that's won because they're going to have fire in their belly. They're going to be determined to win this game. Mahomes is going to be a different animal after that loss because they almost won the game last week. So for me, I think it should be a great game regardless because you've got the best quarterback in the league against one of the best young quarterbacks, if not the best young quarterback in the entire league. So two exciting offences. You know, you've got, you know, you've got Christian Kirk, you've got, uh, Evan Engram, you've got all these players on this on this uh, Jaguars receiving options. And then the Chiefs as well. Kelsey back. If he's not back, they've still got plenty of options to throw to. So yeah, should be should be an exciting game. 
For sure. You mentioned the Jags. They won a shootout in Indianapolis last week. Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley got off to a perfect start. Ridley looked exactly like he did uh, pre-suspension, so he has not lost anything over the year off. Um, Lawrence had an excellent game as well. Two touchdowns, three big-time throws. Um, a miscommunication with Tank Bigsby led to his interception, and Tank Bigsby had a, an awful game, but he did make up with it for a touchdown. Um, a lot of, as we a lot of talk about a year three sort of rise to stardom for Lawrence going into the sort of conversation with Burrow and Mahomes, obviously. Um, beating Mahomes Holmes and the Chiefs would certainly celebrate that, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I had Lawrence my MVP pick in my predictions episode on my podcast. I think that that decision as well is going to be really kind to him. You know, for an award that's an, a regular season award, let's be frank, it is based on that rather than playoffs. I think Lawrence could easily have one of those seasons. You've got that receiver whom I just mentioned. You mentioned Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Engram. And it's a great, great offense to have. And I think that this, I think, will be a season where we fight. I think we saw it last year as well, but I think this is the year where it cements exactly why he had the high school hype, why he had the college hype, and why he's the first overall pick. Uh, one of the more easiest ones to predict on any any mock draft in the last 10 years or so. So for me, yeah, it's exciting. I think that these are the games that he wants. You know, when you're going up against a division that has... You know, the Texans and Colts, which people, no one really has to make in the playoffs, and the Titans, some people do, some people don't. It's very easy division. I think he's going to want to face the likes of the Chiefs, the likes of the Bengals, because these, these are the teams he's going to be playing in the playoffs. So, yeah, a big test him against the Chiefs, I think, if he can pass it and they beat they beat the Chiefs, I think it's a big statement and it's a big message sending out to the rest of the league that, yes, the Jags and Lawrence, we're here. For sure. Um the defense bit playing well will certainly help that out as well. Um, last last week, their defensive line dominated the Colts' offensive line. Josh Allen had three sacks. Trevon Walker with another one as well. They had three turnovers in total as well. Two fumble recoveries and the Tyson Campbell in the interception of uh, Anthony Richardson right at the end of the year of the game. Sorry, I really like this. I really like this defense. I said it in the, all the preview podcasts we did for the season as well. I feel like it really could surprise this Jags defense because they've got a lot of young pieces who, I mean, a lot of them are they've invested some in. A lot, a lot of money into like or you know picks and Trevon Walker, Devin Lloyd who are going into the second year now, for example, um and really if they can stop the Chiefs running the ball, that would really help them as well because last last week the Chiefs couldn't run the ball at all. Isaiah Pacheco had two point nine yards per carry, uh, Clyde edwards Ela had three point seven, but he again sometimes can't offer a play at all. He's very boom or bust. edwards there is, um, I think the the battle for me in this game is the Jags D line against the new Chiefs offensive line. Because uh, you obviously they brought in Juwan Taylor, who had about a hundred false start call, uh, calls that just were missed in the game against the Lions. Uh, but either way, he played. He played well. Even so, uh, Donovan Smith from that left tackle, of course, and um, and then you've got Allen, you've got Walker, you've got uh, uh, you got all the all the players in the, in the interior for the for the Jags defensive line as well. That'd be an interesting battle to watch. And I, th- I think that could be what what slows. Uh, if they if they can sh- slow the run game up down for Mahomes and especially without Kelsey as well, then that would really be something because it it would put them in the same situation they were in last week against the Lions, where he was forced to throw to the likes of Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. And ultimately last week they had the drops. Whether they have the drops this week or not, you can you, obviously you can't forecast drops, but um, that that's something to watch. I th- I, th- I think um, and yeah, I, I just they played twice last year. The Chiefs won twenty seventeen seven. Sorry, 27-17 in the regular season and 27-20 in the divisional round. That's the one where Mahomes uh, got taken out for his ankle as well. Um, but I expect it to be closer this time, especially if uh, the Chiefs are about Kelsey. I'm still picking the Chiefs. I'm 
but I'm probably going to pick the under at three and a half. I'm going to say it's going to be close, um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Jacksonville win. What about you, mate? Yeah, I think the Chiefs as well. I think, as I mentioned before, it's a Chiefs team that lost is a slightly prospect for me, even without Travis Kelsey. And I think they're, I don't think it'll be, you know, I think you're right about the under. I think it will be, you know, a, a through potentially a field goal winning game, maybe at the best, maybe a seven to 10 point win, but I don't see it being anything more than that. I think that when you've got two electric quarterbacks, two good offenses, and there's some good weapons on both defenses, I, I think it's going to be. I want to say 20 something to 20 something in this game point wise. That'll be, I don't know, maybe 24 to 21 to the Chiefs or something like that. I think it's going to be close, but I think ultimately the Chiefs will will find a way to get win because it's the Williams Wiley, you know, won two Super Bowls and hosted five straight eight championship games in Arrowhead. So for me, yeah, you can't knock off the Chiefs, and yeah, I'll put them down, put them down as a win. Uh, onto a team who have. Oh, have been to Arrowhead and won in a championship game with the Cincinnati Bengals. They host the Baltimore Ravens uh, at 6pm on Sunday. The Bengals are three and a half point favourites and it's a big game in the race for the AFC North here because the Bengals could go 0-2 in division. Obviously, 0-2 in the season is enough, but 0-2 in the division, that's really bad for the Bengals if they if they drop this game because that really spice up the AFC North. Uh, the Ravens are also under a, lot, under a lot of pressure too because their offence did not look good whatsoever against Houston last week. Um... And uh, I just, how, how do you see this one going, mate? Because it is obviously AFC North. It's always going to be close. Both of these teams really need to win. The Bengals more, but I mean, if the Ravens can put something together on offense, this will be a really tasty game. I actually, this could be the worst game of the week. Um, when you got the Ravens offense, that didn't look that great against the Texans. And then when I watched that uh, Bengals Browns game, and that was probably the worst half football I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. That it was, I think it was three 0 literally until the final forty seconds and a half, and. You know, Burrow just doesn't look. I think doesn't look right to me in terms of the injury. I think there was that big injury he had in the in training camp, and I remember times that game they were going to show him on the screen, and it was a case where he was holding onto his leg and his ankle and all that. And I just think that I think the Bengals ultimately they're still my pick to win the AFC, but I, I do feel that they may they miss. I think and I think the Ravens are also striking on offense, but I just think that the Bengals Burrow doesn't quite look himself. I think he's maybe not quite fully recovered from the injury yet. So I think I, c- I could easily see this game being a single-digit game for both teams. I could easily be like a 9-6 or a, maybe even a 10-6 or something. I, I just think that both teams may ultimately struggle. And I think it may be down to the defence that wins this game more than the offence for both these teams. Yeah, I mentioned it. Both 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 offences were awful last week. The Bengals have a sort of... A sort of tradition of starting really badly and just coming on late in the season of course he did it last year uh joe burrow threw four interceptions in the opening game uh lost to pittsburgh last year for example um but i yeah, know that the bengals they couldn't produce anything there were two of 15 on third downs joe burrow was hit eight times as well the offensive line has to step up for someone who's obviously just come off an injury if joe burrow goes down as well the bengals season is done but I mean, I'm gonna pick the Bengals here because I feel like they have to win this game. But I again, I think it will be close. To, like you said, the defenses will will make this game tasty. I think it will be uh, it will be one of those ones that you you'll see on red zone a lot because you'll see loads of turnovers and you see just things that you'll just that's what, exactly what you'll see. Um, but I'm I'm gonna pick the Bengals and I'm gonna pick the over at three and a half as well. I, I think. I just don't trust Lamar Jackson when even uh, I, I, at all, especially in this new offense, the, the Baltimore defense didn't look great against Houston either, to be honest with you. Um, the, they they could be about Marshall Lattimore as I missed last week. Um, oh yeah, I'm going to pick the Bengals, but I, I'm, I'm not confident on that. 
Yeah, I think the Bengals as well. I think, you know, scoreline-wise, I think they'd do maybe like a 9-6 to six win. Uh, but I think the Bengals will, will win a, what will be, for me personally, I reckon could be a terrible game. There we are. Moving over to the NFC now, where you've got the Seahawks visiting the Lions. The Lions are five-and-a-half-point favourites. Uh, the, the Seahawks actually losing to the Rams last week was one of the biggest shocks uh, of, all, of all Sunday. The offence just wasn't throwing at all, especially in the second half. They had three offensive yards in the second half. Uh, the defence couldn't cover Tutu Abdul or Puka Nakua either. Um, and Matthew Stafford had one hell of a game against the Seahawks defence too. Detroit, on the other hand, were very good against the Chiefs. They served to win in their own right, I think. I said um, going into the fourth quarter, I was like, if if the Lions will be kicking themselves if they don't win this because they've done everything right against the, against the Chiefs. Um, and it's difficult to pick against them at the moment, to be honest with you. Um, what, what, do, what, what, so I'm going to probably, I'm going to pick the Lions. What, what are your thoughts on Seattle? Because the, their offense slowed down a bit towards the end of last year. Gino wasn't the same guy after the Munich game. And now they come in, you know, home opener and they drop a stinker against the Rams. It's a, I'm a lot lower on Seattle now than I was before, even with, you know, they, they, they were without Devon Witherspoon and Jamal, Jamal Adams on their defense. Um, so when they come back, that'll be, that'll be a, a, there'll be a big boost. But even so, I'm, I think my, my opinion on Seattle has dropped a lot after watching that game against the Rams last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm a teammate and I, I do feel that, again, week one is an anomaly. I think that I don't think you can really praise or not praise a team that much because Week one is so different to the rest of the, rest of the season, mm, uh, but definitely are concerned because, as you mentioned before, Gino Smith did struggle towards the end last year. As you mentioned, after the Munich game, he wasn't the same quarterback. But, you know, <coughs> I think when they get Jamal Adams back, when they get Devin Witherspoon back playing, you know, once uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba start finding his groove, you know, they've still got DK Metcalf, they've still got Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet in that running back room. So I, I still have faith in the Seahawks, but I think another lost like you saw against the Rams uh, they lose by 20 points or something to the Lions I, I think that definitely has to be concerns we have because you know if the Rams don't go 2-0 if the, if the Niners go 2-0 it's that's all the two games they're behind and you know this is the division that a conference that you know isn't exactly the best conference out of the two but I still think to go 0-2 it's still a struggle to get back to um, being a playoff contender for sure as I said, I'm going with the Lions. I um my one of my main reasons as well is Seattle are sort of lacking a pass rusher, and Detroit have probably the best offensive line in the entire league. So Jared Goff's going to get a lot of time to throw, a lot of time for his receivers to get open as well, uh, which I think. Which I mean, look, Goff was 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 le- relatively untouched against the Chiefs, and we saw he had a really good game last week. Um, finding Amaras and Brownie, the Chiefs just couldn't cover whatsoever. Um, a lot of the time through the middle of the field. Um, so yeah, I'm picking. I'm picking the lines. I'm. I'm gonna say they're gonna cover the spread as well. I think they're gonna win by over five and a half points. Um, which I. I don't. My mate uh, Owen, who's actually downstairs, he, he's a Seahawks fan, so he won't like that. But um, he, he was. He was getting uh, bantered a lot at, at the party last week. <laughs> but sorry, mate. But I, I'm picking the lines. <laughs> I can't pick against them. Yeah, I, I bet he was. I mean, no one. No one saw that coming. That result. Um, yeah, I think the Lions will win this game comfortably. Uh, I think that they looked really good. And I think like we saw the Hurts last night, Goff was afforded a lot of time to throw the ball. He looked steady. That run game was especially really good for me. Um, so mm. I think the Lions will win this game. I think fairly comfortably. I mean, there was a game last year, I believe it was between these two as well. Was it week four, week five, uh, where it was something like 43-38? Yeah, that's a big shootout. A really good game last year. I'm hoping it'll be the same again. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I, I think the Lions will win and I think it'll be by at least double-digit scores. There we are. 
On to an all-AFC South battle between two rookie quarterbacks. It's Anthony Richardson against CJ Stroud, the Colts against the Texans. The Texans host the Colts, but the Colts are one-and-a-half-point favourites. It's another game I cannot wait to watch because both really impressed me last week, especially Anthony Richardson. He, uh, I thought you know, all the talk about him being up and down, I thought he had a very solid game actually um, last week. His, his accuracy was a lot better than I thought it would be. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that, you know, as the film is on him, we'll see how that improves over the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged from what I saw about Anthony Richardson. Uh, the Houston defense really impressed me as well. They contained Lamar in the bottom of the offense very well. Uh, Will Anderson got a sack as well, obviously. Um, but I, I, I just I find it hard to pick this one because obviously it's quite it is it, it could be a flip of a coin. But I'm going to go with the Texans because they're the home team, they're, they're home underdog, which you don't see very often as well. Um, but I really like them. I think they've I think they've CJ Stroud again. He I think he was the second best rookie quarterback behind Richardson last week. Uh, is his home opener. D'Amico Ryan's uh, is his defense played well last week. He's in a really, Stroud's in a really favorable system as well. He's in he's in the San Francisco system as we've lost Andy. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, Stroud's in the uh, in the San Francisco system uh, with Bobby Slowick as well. And I just I, I'm really hard on the Texans. I picked them to win last week. I'm gonna pick them to win this week as well. And I'll uh, wait for Andy to get back. Here we are. Hi mate. Sorry about oh, yeah. that. It's, it's this hotel Wi-Fi. It's like it goes in and out all the time. That's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, yeah, so I just did my I just did my Texans pick. So if you just want to start off with your um, the Colts Texans winner, I went I went for a, for a Texans shock win. Yeah, I think Texans win as well. Um, I think that I have a lot more faith in terms of the new head coaching of D'Amico Ryan's than I do the new head coaching of um, Shane Steichen. I think that I think both rookies will ultimately still play well enough in this game, but I just think that ultimately we may see, I think in this game, the first real introduction of D'Amico Ryan's defence. And I think that, like I mentioned before, with the only the earlier games, I think the defence will win this game for the Texans more than the offence. I think there'll be you know, still teaching problems for both rookie quarterbacks. And I just think that that defence under D'Amico Ryan's will ultimately, I think, maybe get a couple of defensive touchdowns or maybe get, you know, one pick six. And I just think that it'll be... Maybe a low-scoring game, but I, I I still think will be you know I think the Texans will still will still take home the win in it in what should be a close game. Yeah, the Texans defensive line is one of the the best units on their team, and and they're going against the Colts offensive line that got dominated by the Jags last week. So um, yeah, that's part that's part of the reason why I'm picking them as well. On to another close game. This one two and a half point spread. It's the Bucks uh, hosting the Bears. The Bucks are favourites in this one. The Bucks were a really uh, a surprise story last week as well. Uh, the Bears were one of the biggest disappointments. Baker Mayfield was really good last week, which I would love to see as a, as a as a big Baker Mayfield fan. Um, and the team showed that they still have stars in their prime too. Although there's a lot of talk that some of them could be moved on. Uh, the likes of Mike Evans, for example, but he had a great game last week. Uh, they, the Bucks could be a problem in the NFC, in the NFC South. Uh, the Bears' defense let Jordan Love and the Packers go all over them on Sunday. Justin Fields is okay. I don't think that he's the problem at all. I actually think he's probably their best player in, in the whole team, which is probably saying something. I really like Justin Fields and the rest of the team not so much. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the the Bucks to win this one because the Bears' defense was was awful last week. The the Bears' offensive line is bad, and obviously the, the Bucks have got a pretty good pass rush and defensive line too. Um, yeah, I'm 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 gonna roll this Baker train. I was really impressed with him last week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for the Bucks. Yeah, me as well. Now, I do think that if you could have any game in history where week one is no reaction week, or maybe week one is, you know, we saw with the Jags for years ago where they got the win and then never won again for how many games. That's why they got Trevor Lawrence. 
Um, I think this week one win was a real... Um, I don't think it's a true reflection of that. <laughs> I think they'll still, they'll still be bad. But I still, I still think they'll win this game. I, I think that, the, for me, I think... Apologies if I'm listening. There's some sort of mower behind me there making a lot of noise. But, but um, yeah, I, I still think the Bucks are going to win. Um, literally, I've forgotten who they're playing now. That mower's throwing me off here. Who are they playing again? <laughs> the Bears. <laughs> yeah, Bears. Like Bears, yeah. I thought they looked pretty bad against the Packers. I thought Love looked good. But I do think the, pack, uh, the Packers did ultimately show why they saw the NFC North between those two. Uh, I thought the Bears were awful. Uh, I do think ultimately they'll come good. I think DJ Moore and Fields will, will really get it going at some point. But I still think the Buccaneers, whilst still on the honeymoon period, I, I think I'll get the win here. Yeah, I agree. This one is the closest spread of the week now. It's the Packers going to Atlanta and the Falcons. The Packers are favoured by half point. So there's nothing separating them at all. Um, these are two teams that I'm higher on the most, actually. Both are sitting at 1-0 as well. Um I want to know a lot more about Jordan Love and Desmond Ridder after this game than we will do uh, than we did last week. For sure, it's, two, it's a second straight run-heavy offense in a row for the Packers' defense because uh, the Falcons, their, their run game is so good. They run the ball. Last year, the two teams that run the ball the most were the, the Bears, number one, and the Falcons, number two. Um, and they've played them back-to-back weeks now. Uh, the, the, the Falcons' run game has got better as well, obviously, with the addition of B. John Robinson, who got a, got a receiving touchdown last week. And Tyler Ajay got two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, it's just, uh, it was interesting to see the, the Packers' defense going to stop the run like they did last week against the Bears. Um, it's a tough call, this one. Because the, the Falcons' defense was really good last week. We saw Jesse Bates with the two interceptions against Bryce Young um, in his first start. Um, the defensive line was getting pressure as well. Caden Ellis made a few plays as well. They, they brought over from the Saints, a linebacker. For, yeah, for me, I I really... I, I, I'm finding it so hard to pick this one, but I'm I'm going to go for the Falcons. I think a run game will give, will give them this win. And, um, yeah, I'll be close. I, I bet... I mean, like, I, I'm gonna have to go over because it's it's a half point spread. But yeah, the, the Falcons win this game, and um, but I'm not confident in that one. And we'll, 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 I think it'll be very run heavy because we saw last week Desmond Ridder did, does not throw the football at all. I think he had a, he had a stat line. I think it was eight of eleven for twenty eight yards in the first half or something. Or maybe going to the third quarter or something like that. It's very much a shut down offense. But when you got this that dominant of a run game and that dominant of an offensive line, um. Then yeah, I I, uh, I I'd say the, the I pick the Falcons to uh, to shock and win this one at home. You know what? I am so excited for this game. Probably the most out of all the games at that time. I think you know I was really impressed by the run game of the Falcons. B. John Robinson looked every bit why you know there was so much hype around him. You know, looking at as well Tyler Algier had a great game. I think he had I think he may have had more yards than B. John Robinson. It's a great running back room, and I think that. Um, obviously on the Packers side of things they're missing Aaron Jones but I do have the Packers winning this game um, I just think that it goes down to the quarterback and I just think that both teams have studs on defence both teams have, have weapons but I think Jordan Love looked far more comfortable in this game than, than uh, we saw with Desmond Ritter I mean, there was one player in both particularly where I believe it was Ritter, Ritter, Ritter maybe Stroud I think it was Ritter where literally the ball went up in the air and he managed to catch it again uh, it was really did not press me at all. Yeah, I was watching on red yeah. zone, so I probably didn't get the full game. But I just think that um, personally, I, I got more faith and love than I do Desmond Ridder. So yeah, I'm going to give the Packers to win on this one. Yeah, Ridder didn't impress me either, but he made the throw they needed him to make the throws of Carl Pitts um, for about 50 yards. That they need they needed him to make that throw, and he made it. And I was and that was what. Uh, gave the Falcons the the big lead um, when it was it was run in by Algier, but um, I just I think they they 
as long as they can set up a situation where if they need Riddler to make a throw and he makes it, then that's what I think I'll go for. And they run, when you've got a run game that dominant, as I don't think you need really a callback. And we sort of we sort of Tannehill in um, in Tennessee when when Smith was offensive coordinator. It basically, honestly, I think that's what Riddler reminds me of. It just reminds me of Ryan Tannehill when I watched that game last week. So um, so maybe that's a good summary. It's not. We'll see. Um, on to the next game. The Raiders are going to Buffalo. The Bills eight point five uh, point favorites. Um, Josh Allen actually, I think, lost a game for Buffalo on Monday Night Football last week, but it's a good chance for them to get, you know, for like a get-right game. But I think it'll be more difficult than expected. The, the Raiders were much better last week than I thought they'd be. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo looked very good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ill. Um, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo looked very good. He had to scramble to, to ice the game as well on third and seven. Um, Josh Jacobs looked really good last week as well. Jacoby Myers had an unreal game. Uh, anyone who had him on fantasy, I bet they were loving that because he he, he goes undrafted in some leagues. J- Jacoby Myers does, so um, so that, that that was really good for him. And obviously, Devontae Adams made a couple plays too. Uh, but I think ultimately it's a good defense for Josh Allen to go up against to get have a get right game because it's not very good at all. Um, it was dreadful last year. They've not really improved it either. Um, they've lost Chandler Jones. He obviously does basically just quit on the team already. Um, yeah, and I I think the Raiders surprised me last week, but I'm still picking Buffalo and I'm going to hammer the over as I think it'll be about over eight and a half points. Um, get right game for the Bills, and uh, this is probably the easiest one I can, I can pick this week to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, I agree completely. I think this is the game. We didn't mention forwards, Bengals and the Chiefs. The Bills are going to want to get back on track and they're going to want to win. And I think they're going to win this game very comfortably. Uh, not just for the Josh McDaniel coaching, but I think just the general team. I think that, yeah, they had, I think Josh Allen had his issues against the Jets, but that's the Jets defense. That will cause you a lot more problems than this Raiders defense will. And I think that's a big difference. And I think, me personally, I think the Bills will win this game. I, I can see it being at least by 25 to 30 points. I think the Raiders had. You know, they had a tight, close win against the Broncos, but this is the Broncos team that's still, you know, trying to find his feet under a new head coach. Compare that to a Bills team that's settled. They got a head coach for many years. You know, they haven't really changed much on their roster, particularly the offense. I think this team is going to get back to an away. I think they're going to, you know, get to one-on-one, and they're going to show exactly why they were one of the favorites to win the AFC East come from start of the year. Oh, for sure. Uh, on to the last game in the in the 6pm window. It's the Chargers going to Tennessee. The Chargers are two and a half point favourites on the road. Um, I thought the Chargers were impressive in their defeat last week. Um, Kellen Moore's brought over his terrific run game from Dallas. They had over 230 yards on the ground last week against Miami. Um, and Tennessee, on the other hand, might be one of the worst teams in the league. I'm over Ryan Tannehill. Um, I can't see him lasting long as a starter because, he, again, he... He, he basically sacrificed the game for, for Tennessee, really, because he had his three picks. Um, Derek Henry could be on the way out, too. The defense is good, but I don't think he'll be able to stop the Chargers. Um, so I'm going to go for a Chargers win over two and a half points as well. Um, and uh, I'll wait for Andy to come back before he. There you go. Sorry, I'm here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> your, uh, your, your prediction for Chargers Titans, mate. Um, Titans win easy. Brandon Staley is not a good head coach. Mike Babel is. That's a difference. That is different. That's, that's all I need to say, really. Um, you know, Derek Henry had a great game. TJ Spears really impressed me. Well. He had more yards than Derek Henry. I think that you know, one thing we didn't see much of on the chart of the Dolphins last week against Chargers was the run game, which may cause problems for Tennessee. But I think ultimately, with um, Hopkins, even though he may not play, I think he got enough there to get the win. And I just don't rate the Chargers at all now. Could be through wrong because they still put the odd points. They got a great offense, but I'm going to put Titans to win this game. Really? Wow. 
I've just called yeah. him one of the best, one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, the the coach, the coaching, the coaching is good. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I just don't see it. They they've lost a lot of talent. The, the offensive line actually did look good last week, which I was surprised about. But um, I don't know whether that's more the Saints are really bad or the Titans. Either mm. way, I think I I I'm not. I'm over it now. I think they, I think they just blow it up. Um, so yeah, I've gone for the Chargers and I'm going over two and a half points as well. I mean, I, I, I'm not the, I'm not the biggest fan of Kellermore either. I'm not a fan of Staley at all, and I just, I'm not particularly a, a great. Kind of, I think I don't think he's a bad coach, but I don't think he's the same kind of level some people are putting him in. And I, I do think ultimately he will come the Chargers head coach because I think he'll place Brandon Staley probably next season and get his head coaching chance. But I'm not, I'm not overly sold on it yet because I thought the run game was really good last week, but I don't think the passing game particularly impressed me against the Dolphins. They didn't really had to pass though because they just the Dolphins were letting them run the ball you know, everywhere. So I think I think it's more of that. We'll see, we'll, we'll see how the pass game looks this week against the Titans. Right on to the nine o'clock, the nine o'clock window where the uh, the main game was Sky is the Jets going into Dallas. Now this game has uh, probably lost a little bit of its touch since uh, since the Aaron Rodgers injury on Monday night, but. It's still two of the league's best defenses. They're on the show in the late window, um, and this is Zach Wilson's time to shine, really, isn't it? Because expect expectations for the Jets have have lessened since the Rogers injury news. Um, I thought he looked quite good as well, actually, at the end of the game on Monday night. He had the drive to take the lead for his TD was smooth. The throw to Garrett Wilson where he quit with one hand that was a really good throw as well. Um, but this is a tough first matchup for them because they're facing against a Dallas defense who didn't allow a single point in week one. They're probably the best defense in the league, if not one of them. The pass rush is really good and the offensive line is what got Rodgers hurt on Monday as well. Uh, so we'll, 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 see, we'll, see how, we'll see where it goes. But um, I expect the Jets to run the ball a lot more as well, actually, allow, allow Wilson to settle. Plus, you've got two top running backs as well in Brees Hall, who looked so good last week coming off his, his injury. And Dalvin Cook, who didn't look great, but obviously he's still getting back. to He didn't have a camp or anything, really. Um, yeah, the defence was what won the game against Buffalo for the Jets last week. They had Allen spooked from the crucial moments and third down. They got, they got the three interceptions. They were great in the red zone, too. They prevented two touchdowns in the red zone. Um, and, yeah, for me, with the Jets, obviously... The pressure's off now with, with Rogers gone, which I think is why it could call, potentially cause an upset, which we'll get into in a little bit. But what what are your thoughts on the Jets and how do you think they could fare against the Cowboys going into this game? Because they're not expected to win now. Mm, I think, you know, if, if Rogers was still there, I may even have the Jets win in this game. Uh, but I think ultimately it's big loss for them. You know, it's 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 a eventual fall, but other teams if Bengals lost Barrow, if you know Patrick Mahomes is gone. Every team has struggled with their starting quarterback gone, and I think the same, same thing applies to the Jets. I think I can still see them with that defence and with that run game still getting maybe eight, nine wins, basically what we saw last year from the Jets. But I don't think they're going to be a team that many, including myself, had being a, you know, a Super Bowl contender. And I, I think ultimately that will cost them, unfortunately, for, for the Jets. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys will win this game. I think it'll be fairly easy. Uh, I think Zach Wilson had, I don't think he had a great game, but I think he was bailed out by Josh Allen's carelessness with the ball um, and I, I think you know come against Dallas defense which I think at the moment you could say maybe alongside Nick Bosa has best defensive player in football in you know in uh, if we've got oh, Michael Parsons you know I, I think this is a great defense and you know, even their special teams turned up last week with the Noah Igbenogamy you know, oh, know. a block gig and then which was annoying for you to see I'm thinking where the hell was this in Miami but uh, I think that defense is really elite and I think that 
You know, if a team can win by 40 points without their quarterback scoring a single touchdown pass, <laughs> it, that says how good this team is. And I think the Cowboys will win this game fairly comfortably. And I think Zach Wilson, I think he'll be better than people think. I think he probably learned a bit off Aaron Rodgers and, he's, and he'll probably still have him there as his mentor on the sidelines, uh, like we saw in the preseason games. Um, so I think ultimately the Jets will do better than people think. But I, I, I think ultimately the Cowboys will, will ease, to the, ease to win here. There we are. I'm looking forward to seeing the Cowboys offense actually because we didn't really get to see much of especially the pass game last week as well because they barely had the ball um, because they just, especially at the start of the game as well, they were just score after score after score and they didn't exactly have to show much last week because they were up by so so much against the Giants and Duck wasn't great in that time anyway so we need to see how good he is against the, this Jets defense Um they showed the ball run at running back on notice as well. They had 14 of the 32 carries for Tony Pollard, three for Kevontae Turpin, one for Dak, six for, and then six for both Rico Dowdle and Deuce Vaughan as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that sort of goes around. Obviously, Pollard's coming off a knee injury himself. So I don't know if they want to really give the the, the main uh, bulk of the, <laughs> of the carries to him. Um, the only line, actually, for the Cowboys looked really good against the Giants d which is good because they didn't allow a sack. They created running games there without Tyler Smith as well. Um, so that's the thing to watch ahead of Sunday because obviously the Jets D line has been so dominant in over over preseason and into uh, the game on Monday night as well. Um, Brandon Cooks is apparently nursing an injury. He didn't practice on Thursday. It's something to watch because if the Jets were that, sorry, if the Cowboys were that, Brandon Cooks, then obviously the Jets defense, the, there's one less weapon there as well for Dak. That could make it interesting. Um, and Stefan Gilmore, actually, with the Cowboys defense, he got off to a great start. He was PFF's second highest grade of corner. He had the pick as well, um, too. That's a great start for him. Obviously, he can hit him and stuff. Him and Trayvon Diggs are quite a good duo now because he's, you, you have one guy who's a bullhawk, one guy who can cover and uh, pretty well, especially bigger guys in, in Stefan Gilmore. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. But for me, I'm. I'm gonna go for the Jets. I'm gonna shock. I'm gonna go for a shot win here because I was impressed by what what Zach Wilson showed me towards the end of the game. He said a whole week to prepare for as a starter as a starter as well, which I think will be a, a, a big uh, a big thing to watch. Um, and I can't see the Cowboys scoring many points against this Jets defense. It'll be it'll be really close. It'll be I can see this being like a 17-14 win for the Jets because there's two great defenses. They don't they don't let up points at all. Um, and for me, that's why I'm going to pick the Jets as uh, underdogs to win this game. Interesting, interesting. I like that. It's um, I, I can see it happening, but I just I just I just don't think I just don't think that. I think the Cowboys are just way too strong on that defense. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced by by either team. You know, I I think it'll be really close. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm going for the Jets to, to shot because I, I I'm not a fan of Dak, and if especially about Brandon Cooks as well, that would be a big mess for him. Um, especially after, after everything to get up to get him, um, money wise, not quite, not trade wise. But uh, on to the other games that are in the nine o'clock window. We'll start with the the Niners heading to LA. Um, the the Niners were dominant in Pittsburgh last week on the road. Uh, Shana, and this week we've got Shanahan versus McVeigh, which is always a good matchup to watch. Um, the Rams team and nobody's also got off to a perfect start of a win, coming away from Seattle with that with, with uh, a shock victory. To be honest with you. I have to pick San Francisco in this game because they looked very good last week. Um, they're by far the most talented team. But I'm interested, in, I'm interested to see how close it will be because, like I said, the Rams, no one really expected anything from the Rams and they've already got a win. They already set, upset a lot of a team that many people had in the playoffs um, this year, me, me included. Um, so I'm interested to see, to see how close it will be. But I'm going to go for the... I, I don't know. I'm... 
especially knowing Shanahan, he's, I think he's had the age of McVay recently as well. I'm going to go for a big win for the, for the Niners, but I'm I'm looking forward just to seeing how how this game goes because there's a lot of uncertainty, especially the Rams. Yeah, and I saw that I think Puka Nakua is um I think questionable for this game as well. Yes, That's another that, weapon yeah. they're going to lose due to injury. Um, I think the Niners win this game. I mean, just how do you stop this team? I mean, Brock Purdy <coughs> looked kind of four. There was obviously fears before the season that he's going to you know not be at his best or be a bit you know. A victim of a small sample size, but he looked really good. Um, and then obviously that McCaffrey was amazing in that game. And when he got, you know, McCaffrey, you've got Brandon Ayuk who impressed in that game. Debo Samuel, that defense is brilliant. And you know, Nick Bosa has now agreed to terms. You know, you've got Fred Warner. You've got so many options on this defense. And it's just, it's just such a good roster. Um, and I, I, I think it'd be hard to see him not at least in the NFC Championship game or at least the divisional rounds. They're such a good team and they're so well coached. So yeah, for me. Niners, easy. Uh, one thing I'd probably say to keep an eye on is how the Niners O-line fares against the Rams defensive line because uh, the Rams defensive line got a lot of pressure last week against the Seahawks and, and the Niners have lost pieces on their on their offensive line too. So that, the, we'll see how that goes. On to a game that, um, that is, well, is very very interesting to you, mate. It's, it's the Giants going to the Cardinals. The Giants are five and a half point favourites. Uh, it's a good game for the Giants to bounce back. The, the pass offence was atrocious last week. Um, it's a good opportunity for, you know, again, a get-right game for Daniel Jones too, who... who was dreadful last week. I have to say, um, the clearly tanking time Cardinals were actually really competitive against the, the Commanders last week, especially on defense. Got turnovers. They kept it really close. Ultimately, somehow made the get the, the play that won the the Commanders the game. Um, but I was I was actually you know pleasantly surprised by the the Cardinals last week. And although I think it'll be a game, I can't pick against the Giants here, especially with that run game with Saquon Barkley. And so uh, it's, it's, the Giants have to really bounce back because. If you lose to the Cardinals after being smacked 40 points at home by the Cowboys, then that's a really bad start to the season, especially after making the playoffs last year. Yeah, I got the uh, Giants winning as well. I mean, what a game to go to. Josh Dobbs against Daniel Jones. <laughs> Such an exciting prospect. No, uh, that won't be good. But yeah, looking forward to being at the game. You know, picking, I think it's my 23rd stage I've been to. So yeah, wow. get another one ticked off. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think ultimately this one will be. I don't think the best one I've ever been to. But you never know. Sometimes on paper, these games can be you know, really bad on paper. And before the season, I looked at Jags-Giants last year, thinking oh, that's going to be a terrible game. So that's one of the best I went to my trip last year. So for me, yeah, it's um, yeah, I think the Giants will win. But I certainly think the Cardinals can give them a good game. For sure. Uh, on to the final game of the regular window, the 9-25 window it is. The Commanders going to the Broncos. The Broncos are three and a half point favourites. The, the Broncos were ever so close to a win against the Raiders, really. Poor execution in Peyton's first game cost him. The the Will Lutz missed field goals. And I think, the, I think they win this week and the legal feel a whole lot better about them because I was really impressed with a lot of their, their, their team. The defence played quite well, I thought. Um, or, or they, they held Josh Jacobs to a... a a lot better than they have done previously because uh, before Jacobs has gone all over the, the the Broncos even with their good defense um in previous years and I um I I, I think Russell Wilson was quite good as well last week he he obviously was turnover uh, ball interception free and um and yeah it'd be interesting to see things to watch to see how good it is against a probably good defensive line you'd say in in the commanders it looks like Chase Young's gonna be good to go for them as well um, but it's a good test uh, offensive line against the commander's defensive line uh, I think Russ wins this game he carries on from where he left off last week and I think the Broncos win this by over three and a half points I, I'm quite confident in Denver 
yeah, I'd be the same as you, mate. I think the Commanders, I don't think they impressed me an awful lot. They're only winning by two points against the Cardinals, a team that we all have really hmm. one of the worst teams in the league. Um, doesn't really excite me too much. You know, I think the Broncos, even when they lost, I think I saw some things. Most I like I the fact he used it. I saw him using his legs a few times. I thought that was really good to see. And I think there were times last year where he almost was too, looked too scared to get hit. So it was good seeing that. And I, I think... I think ultimately it's week one of the Peyton era. It's going to be like the five minutes It's going to be teasing problems. And I think ultimately, I think the Broncos will win. Um, I think by maybe 10 or 12 points. There we are. Moving on to the final game. It's one that I'm sure we'll both have a, a keen eye on. It's Sunday Night Football. The, the Dolphins heading to the Patriots. The Dolphins are two and a half point favourites. The Dolphins are the talk of the league after a shootout win over the Chargers. Uh, Tua and Tyreek led the league in passing and receiving, carrying on where they left off in 2022. Probably the best game took the to his career as well especially that third and ten throw stepping up the pocket and, and throwing to Tyreek on the money was great and I, I love to see it as well because as someone who's been a big advocate for two over the years um, that was great to see him make a play like that um, after last year the only real sort of questions surrounding him are his health uh, I thought he was protected <coughs> sorry <coughs> I thought he was protected really well against the Chargers last week didn't, uh, they, uh, didn't allow a single st- a sack without Teron Armstead who looks to be back this game as well he was practising um he was practicing in the week, and he was practicing without a red jersey too, which is which is a good sign for him. Um, but the defense was a concern last week. They allowed two hundred thirty-three rushing yards, five point eight yards per carry, and three rushing touchdowns as well. Um, the they they eliminated the pass game, but I think the Chargers sort of moved away from that when they realized the run game was working. So that's that's something to keep an eye on with the Dolphins. But they need to tie up this week because I think New England will try to do the same thing. Uh, so if I if I if I was a if I was a better man, I'd probably say. Or, or, or if I was, you know, if I had Ramondre Stevenson in fantasy, which I do, start him, uh, and I, I'd say put, put money on over a hundred yards from Ramondre Stevenson because until I see that this Dolphins team can stop the run, it's an issue they've had over the last couple of years now. I, I can't, I can't back it. So, so look for Ramondre Stevenson to have a good game for the Patriots here. Um, the Patriots looked good in the latter stages of the Eagles game. I thought actually they probably could, probably would have won it had it not been for the sixteen easy points they gave away in the first quarter. As a bonus few, uh, Mac Jones I thought looked good. Uh, he's had four big time throws, which for him is really good with how conservative he has been in previous years, um, especially against the Eagles defense too. Uh, but they couldn't run the ball, um, so that's so, so that's that's something you could probably say. Oh, if they couldn't run the ball against Philly, maybe they can't run the ball against Miami, but you never know. Um, but uh, Kendrick Bourne and Hunter, Hunter Henry probably appear to be Jones' favourite targets of him. Finding both of them six times, especially uh, down the stretch, they tried to pull back uh, for his lead. And, uh, and Christian Gonzalez had an awesome debut for the Patriots too. He had a sack and a key pass defence as well, given, uh, I think it was on the third time, giving the Patriots the ball back as well. Um, I, I don't know. This, this, is, this one's difficult for me to pick, I can't lie. Tua is 4-0 against Bill Belichick. It's... He didn't have, he's not had his best games um, by any means against the Patriots. The last one was probably his best one. Um, but I I, I just I thought like, I thought Bill's probably got something in store uh, for the uh, for the for the Dolphins offense, which would be interesting to see actually. What what do you think about what, what the Patriots can compose against this Dolphins team? Because the Dolphins are probably heavy favourites, but we've seen before that these the games between these two teams are never easy. They always come down to the last play of the game or or something like that. So um as a Dolphins fan, Andy, how are you feeling ahead of this one? Yeah, it concerns me a lot. Everything you said about the run game, especially. I mean, you mentioned him on your series. I think even if you've got Ezekiel Elliott in your fantasy teams, have him as your, one of your flex options because I think even he may be someone they may, may go into maybe in the goal line sort of plays in the red zone threats. I think, he, like with the Cowboys last year, a lot of his touchdowns were in that sort of scenario. I think he got 12 last year in total. I think most of them came in that scenario. 
So I think, again, I think that could be the biggest concern for me is is that run game. Now, again, is like before, it's only week one of Big Fangio's defense. I think we, we hopefully should see improvements in that sense. But I just don't see how they can stop defense, as good as it has been at times, how it can stop Tyreek Hill and if it fit Jalen Waddle. And I think that's a big thing. I think we'll ultimately have too much for them in terms of, I think, I don't think their, their passing game will be with our defense too much. I think we'll be <laughs> in that sense. Uh, and the run game does worry me, but I just think that if, if you've got Tyreek Hill model again, to just how do you cover them? And unless you've got, you know, I, I don't think, I think Christian Gonzalez, I think, is a great rookie, but I, I think he may ultimately have his welcome to the NFL moment against particularly Tyreek Hill, if that's what the matchup is. So I think ultimately, I, I, I'm confident we'll get the win. Um, I think it'll still be like a seven point game, maybe a 10 point game, maybe even a three point game. I think we'll still be close, but I, I have faith in the boys that I think we'll, we'll get the job done. There we are. I think, um, yeah, how the Patriots try to take away Tyreek Hill will be interesting because he's still got Waddle, he's still got Braxton Berrios, he's still got River Craycraft um, in there as well. You've got Darren Smythe, who, who the Chargers left wide open on many occasions last week. Obviously not, not believing in him, uh, but he he, uh, he, yeah, he made some plays. Um, I, I'm i going to lean towards Miami as well. I think uh, I... I, I I think it'll be by over two and a half points as well, but I can see it being a sort of lower scoring game. I can see it being 24-21 or something like that because uh, I think they will try and slow down. But what I want to see this game is I want to see Mark Daniel run the ball because he, he he's addicted to the pass. He's addicted to... to you know, it's, it's, I, it'll start with my run of the ball and then once one big pass hits, he'll go do another and another and another. And sometimes it works. But in games like this where you, you just, you just want to... you know. The England don't have a threat offensively, offensively right? They're, they're not the Chargers. They don't have the receivers. They don't have the quarterback that the Chargers have. You know, so you, you're going to want to try and control this game. You don't, have, you don't have to beat them in a shootout. So I want to see the Dolphins run the ball. Uh, it looks like Raheem Mostert's going to be good to go as well, which is good. So I'd probably say, um, again, look, look for him in fantasy too. I, I'm, I've got him starting this week um, in one of my leagues. Um, but if the Dolphins can run the ball well, I think... Even if they take away the pass game, I hope it's good. I hope it's enough to stop them. Um, and yeah, I think I think the Dolphins are going to win because they're playing in New England. It's not cold; it won't be cold or anything like that. Um, and the, I think the schedule makers as well they've actually made they've actually given the Dolphins a favour because they're playing in New England this week. They're playing in Buffalo in two weeks' time. That's two games that have traditionally been in December. Um, so yeah, it's a real good break for the Dolphins getting both of those games in September and getting getting the. Uh, Again, the, 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 a home going as Buffalo at the end of the, the season as well, which could probably just decide the win division potentially. You never know. Um, but you know, I'm going to go for the Dolphins uh, to beat the beat the Patriots here by by about three or four points. So I'm going to go for the over. But look out for the Patriots, um, especially the run game, to to cause the Dolphins some problems here uh, for sure. Uh, but that's it for the podcast uh, today. Thank you for joining me, Andy. It's been great. It's a bit of a short one, which is good. I, 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 I thought the last couple just sort of dragged on, especially especially uh, the one the one on Monday night going going through uh, every single game. But uh, we, we've got about the hour mark, which is perfect. I think perfect timing uh, to end this one, mate. Like I said, Andy, thank you for coming on, mate. It's been great to have you on. We'll, we'll, uh, we're we're going to rotate through some regular guests this this season as well. So I'll, I'll be sure to have you back on on the preview pod- podcast or even the recap podcast for sure. No, thank you for coming on, mate. And it's been speaking to you again. You're on mute. Apologies. <laughs> uh, yeah, great to be on. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure's all mine. Uh, great to be on this podcast for the first time I've watched. I watched one with you and Charlie recently. That was really enjoyable. And I'm 
looking forward to seeing the rest of your content. And yeah, looking forward to um, hopefully come back for another Dolphins win. There we are. That's been, we've been, I've been Sam, he's been Andy. This has been the Full 10 Yards NFL podcast. And we will see you on Monday night for the recap podcast. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how the league is shaken up in week two. Goodbye. <laughs>